Hello, hello. Welcome, Queens Unburdened. This is Dr. Kamiko. And this is Crystal Turner. We are so happy to have you with us today. And we are going to be discussing World Mental Health Day. Um, it is October 10th. It's an annual event. And the World Health Organization were seeing a need to address uh, mental health worldwide. So their objective is to raise awareness of mental health issues around the world and to mobilize efforts in the support of mental health. So for 2023, their theme is mental health is a universal human right. And so we thought it was important to bring this to you all because this is what we do, what we support, and this is what we're trying to bring awareness to as well. The official uh, dictionary definition of mental health is a person's condition with regard to their psychological and emotional well-being. But Crystal is going to provide us one that we can more relate to. Yeah, thank you, Dr. Kamiko, because we do want this to be relatable. When we think about mental health, there's so much stigma and we have to take parts of all of this and break it down so that we can con consume it in a way where we understand its importance and how it's not about uh, this quote unquote being crazy, because I hear this so much from so many of my patients that, you know, once we talk about mental health issues, it's like, oh, I'm not crazy. And no, we're not even using that terminology as we associate with mental health, but we want to have true definitions so you, we can we can understand it and then be able to embrace that concept so that then we understand the importance of how we use it. So in our definition, we're really talking about this being a dynamic state of well-being. It's encompassing our, our emotional well-being, our psychological well-being, and our social harmony. And it's not merely about this absence of illness either. It's more of an active journey toward our self-empowerment and our, our own ability to create in our world what it is that brings us joy, what, what, what we can see as joy, and is rooted in this deep understanding of our unique struggles that we do have in communities of color oftentimes. When it comes to our mental health, oftentimes there's a lot of... Um, there's a lot of traumatic events that may have impacted our communities that then impact our, our state of emotional well-being, our psychological well-being, and that social harmony. These are parts that of us that have been disrupted. And oftentimes there's a lack of balance in them. Um, oftentimes when I see patients and they ask if they will always have to be on medication, first of all, I never tell anyone that they will always have to be on medicine. That's not my place to ever tell someone, but what I do state is when it comes to that, like that mind, that body, that spirit, these parts of us, if we get them more balanced, let's see how we show up in those spaces. So it's really about, um, you know, understanding these parts of us and understanding that it's a continual journey to nurture these parts of us as part of our mental health. And, and that is what we see mental health as is this constant enjoyment, I don't want to make it seem like it's work, but this constant like enjoyment of harmonizing these parts of who we are uh, so that we show up to the best that we can be. Thank you. I do think it's important that we identify what it is so we know what we're working toward, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of times we might feel like um, anxiety and depression. Those are um, related to mental health struggles. But one thing we really wanted to emphasize is the fact that a lot of times our stressors and our mental health state comes out in our physical health as well. Mm -hmm. So oftentimes when I am seeing patients, I do ask them, how is your energy level? How are you sleeping? 
right? Because a lot of times when we are stressed out, we are tired. We're, we're taxing our adrenals and we're just tired. So also one actually part of the diagnostic criteria for generalized anxiety is muscle tension. So mm. sometimes we're just, you know, you might be walking around um, stressed out, clenching your teeth, um, holding a certain posture that is because you have so much tension in your body. So, you know, chronic pain can be a contributing factor to some of these things as well, mm-hmm. tired and having that tension, but it's almost like a, a, a feedback loop to where it's like, okay, am I stressed out because I'm in pain or is the pain causing me to be stressed out? Mm-hmm. Um, or is it life, you know, stressing me out? So a lot of times I feel sad or I don't feel, you know, I'm not having panic attacks. So, um, I'm not really having mental health issues. So sometimes those complaints could definitely be related to our mental health state. And I do recall I'm seeing studies where people of color tended to have more somatic complaints versus mental. Mm -hmm. So they might be depressed or anxious and we're going to say, oh goodness, I have a headache. Not I'm stressed out or my stomach is upset. Not, um, you know, my nerves are bad kind of thing. So I think Mm -hmm. that Sometimes when we start having some of those physical complaints, we really need to look physical issue, but it also can be a mental health issue. And one of the main things we is rule out physical health issues first. So that way we're not treating somebody with a mental health medication when it's health. Now, can you have both? Absolutely. But I think that there's times when we have to realize that, that, pain or that lack of, um, lack of tolerability things, you know, can be a mental health thing and not necessarily, um, always that physical complaint. And we get frustrated when we go to our, uh, physical doctors or physical providers, I should say, and there's not quote unquote, there's nothing wrong Well, your labs are normal. There's nothing wrong. And then you might get that referral to come see one of us and you're offended. Like there's nothing wrong with me. I'm not crazy. When it's like, well, when nothing else is adding up, it's not that you're crazy. It might be that you're stressed out or you might be just not handling life the way that you feel is coming out physical way versus the mental way, because we might not even have time to recognize out of it because it's go, go, go all the time. So um, it can come out in ways. So Crystal, I would love for you to, um, the, we've talked a little bit about it, but I want you to like, really um, zoom in on the neurological side of mental health, because that's really what we're, we're chasing when we start treating patients. And then also, how does that affect our, our GI system or our gastrointestinal system? Yeah. And let me just say, let me just take a moment to say a few remarks to what you just mentioned. So first of all, when you mentioned the tension, and I, I want everyone who's listening to do this in this moment, if you didn't already, when you mentioned the tension, I literally paid attention to, yeah, my shoulders are kind of scrunched up. Let me just relax. And I am kind of clenching my, clutching my teeth right now. Uh-huh. Like, it can be the state that we're walking around in and it almost becomes our normal until we take a deep breath and exhale. And it's like, oh, man, I can actually relieve this. There's a lot, I am carrying a lot of tension. And a lot of us probably are if we're in these, uh, you know, high-performing types of roles that we're in, um, it's it's not uncommon in how many years we, we maybe have been carrying that. And I just also wanted to speak to what you mentioned about the chronic pain. You know, that is something that can cause you to have distress. If you think about it, you're constantly in pain. You know, you can't relieve this pain. You're going to these doctors, you're doing all that you can. And it's this constant pain that is a source of 
uh, you know, that example of, you know, mind, body, spirit, and the, that body part being really impacted and off balance, and it can then scoot over and impact your emotional well-being and even your spirit. You know, you could be feeling defeated when you when you when we can't get to these parts. And then I also just wanted to speak to that part you mentioned about somatic behavior or somatic symptoms is so good when you mentioned that it is important to rule out the medical conditions first. I, I just had a patient this week who came with their caseworker and the caseworker was saying the patient had been vomiting and um, just for the past week and a half, no new medications, nothing new happening with them. And the caseworker mentioned, well, um, well, maybe they do you think they have somatic things? And I'm like, well, I'm not going to rule that out. But first, before I start trying to throw medication at them for somatic, we do want to make sure that there's not something else going on that could be causing those issues, especially if they've had no recent changes in what, what we've been doing. So, uh -huh. you know, it's always looking at the either or and that ruling out is so important. It's so important. And if you have a provider who is trying to rule things out, you know, understand that they're, you know, they're trying to prevent throwing something at you if not needed, you know, mm -hmm. like let's mm -hmm. make sure there's nothing else going on. Um, but when we talk about the systems of the body, and I think when we are talking about mental health, you know, so we know that there's a lot of stigma with mental health, but then there's also this idea that, you know, your emotions and mental health, you can't see it. So it, it all, it makes it even more of a thing that sometimes we are detached from being able to look at this in like a concrete way. Um, but it does have an association with a body system, just like the lung, the respiratory issues we have. We think about the lungs, if we're having issues with circulation or chest pain, we think about our heart. You know, if we're thinking about, uh, we have issues with diabetes, we're thinking about the endocrine system. With mental health, we don't necessarily connect it to a system, but it is part of our neurological system. It is part of that system. So just being able to associate that when we're talking about mental health issues and if there is some illness going on, we're talking about something dealing with our neurological system. Um, that's where our brain is stored. You know, this is part of that. But it's, it is very um, interesting that we don't hear this a lot, but there is this very strong connection with the gastrointestinal system and the neurological system. So you may or you may not have heard of it being referred to as gut health to brain health, uh, but there is this very strong association with the two. And if you think about it, uh, the connection. So let's think about from the standpoint is, is if you're having some mental health issues, let's just say you're depressed. Many people who are depressed one of the things we look at as clinicians, as providers, is appetite. Because when many people are depressed, some people get increased appetite, many people get decreased appetite. But it's it's a it's an immediate impact based on emotional well-being, particularly our mood. When we think about anxiety, or we hear that common term, we having butterflies in your stomach when you're nervous, is this direct correlation with our nerves which is part of our neurological system and our, our gastrointestinal system. And even if we flip that, if we talk about how um, we're having issues with our gut health, um, if we're having issues with, um, you know, our appetite and things like that, how that can impact how we feel. If we're not getting the nourishment, then it, it can impact our mood. It can impact our, our nerves in that way too. Um, and understanding that, when we have both of these systems running fluently, fluently, 
meaning that our bowels and our and our digestion are working better. We're having like our daily bowel movements, and I want to get caught up because some people are real real strict about I need to have you know however many bowel movements you think you should have a day, but you know some of us are not having daily bowel movements. You know what I mean? But when our bowels are working appropriately. There's uh, research that shows there's more serotonin in our gut than we actually have in our brain. And if you're not familiar with serotonin, serotonin is the quote unquote happy chemical. When we're dealing with many antidepressants, it is the serotonin that we're trying to manipulate to increase those levels so that it can impact the mood. But saying that, knowing that there's more serotonin in our gut than there is in our brain, Understand if we have both of these systems working working well, they are in communication with each other and sending these chemicals throughout to work, you know, work uh, in a in a more um, congruent way that brings about what we should get from both of these systems more. So, um, so yeah, there's just this really interesting power in that. So even when we talk about our diet, that's why you may hear us in the future talking about the importance of our diet. And how that can impact our emotional, our, our emotional well-being. Do you want to answer that, Kamiko? Absolutely. So one thing that, thank you, Crystal. So one thing related to the gut-brain connection is I often tell patients that your your stomach or your gut is your second brain. And what's going on in your GI system is very often what's going on in your brain. And a lot of times that also helps us to explain potential side effects when we do start antidepressants, Mm. right? So I will say, hey, just so you know, your body's been looking for serotonin probably for a little while. So we got all these little receptors out there. And when you take your stomach, and so educating patients on that, have a little bit of diarrhea. They may have a little bit of nausea, might even vomit. Mm -hmm. Um, So they understand what's going on. Like you have to give it time for those medicines to work. So um, once people are out that, it does help them to better understand their situation and their body. And a lot of times I will say this, rarely will I have a patient that has maybe marked depression or marked anxiety. And I ask them like, how's your appetite? And I I usually hear one of two things. Oh, I eat everything in sight Mm -hmm. or I've I've lost, you know, X amount of pounds um, as much. I I forced down one meal a day. Um, when it comes to our gut health, we have to realize that it's all connected to not just our stomach, but also our brain. And mm-hmm. so like Crystal said, diet is important. Are you taking pro Have you had an anti, um, the antibiotic that may have thrown off your good gut mm-hmm. floor, yeah. right? So I'm going back to my family practice days, but there's times when I would, you know, tell people, Hey, you probably need to take a probiotic. The, the antibiotics don't care if it's good, bad, or in between when it comes to the bacteria. Mm-hmm. It's just out there to kill the bacteria. Mm-hmm. So it shows that your gut flora can be thrown off for up to six months after a round of antibiotics. So just imagine mm-hmm. even that child that has had multiple ear infections or uh, mm-hmm. a strep throat and things like that. Um, we have to be mindful of how that can affect our gut and how it could throw things off. So when it comes to to looking at your mental health, we just want to encourage you all to consider it as not just what's going on in your head, so to speak. It could come out in muscle tension. It could come out in lack of sleep, low energy, um, upset stomach. I have, oh my gosh, yes, I have, I have IBS. Now, yes, is IBS a thing? Absolutely. 
But when it goes away after you start an antidepressant, that tells mm-hmm. me that it was probably more mental health. And one story that really stands out to me, um, a family practice physician was like, Kamiko, I'm going to send this patient to you because we have worked her up from the rooter to the tutor and there is nothing wrong with her GI system, but she has horrible, horrible upset stomach and diarrhea constantly. Mm-hmm. And so this was like a 16 year old female. And I said, when first thing I asked her when she sat down, I was like, do you worry about things? And she's like, oh my gosh, yes. I said, what do you worry about? Everything. And I was like, okay. And I kind of looked at her mom. She's like, oh, she's terrible. She worries about if we're going to pay the bills. She worries about her grades. She worries about her dad. Mm. She worries about me. This is a child that is worried about. So started her on an antidepressant. Like, oh my gosh, my stomach is better. And eventually came off of medications that were given to her for her stomach. And it was just a wonderful situation. So that's going to be the uh, everyone. But when you have just upset stomach, chronic stuff, and it's not, you know, something like Crohn's or something like that, that can explain what's going on. I do highly recommend taking a a check, a personal check to yourself and identifying whether or not, am I that stressed out? And we don't give stress and anxiety and mental health things the credit it deserves and how it can affect so much more than just, you know, your mind. So just wanted to really emphasize that for everyone, because I do feel like complaints that we have can be related to our mental health and we just don't connect the two. Yeah, that's really good. And I think that we can even stand to uh, throw a few. So when we talk about probiotics, a few types of um, foods you can consider. Well, yogurt is one. If, if you're a yogurt person that, you know, you know some, I'm not sure of all yogurts or some yogurts, have probiotics to it. But if you're not a dairy person or you just don't like um you just don't like yogurt, you can also find it in like sauerkraut or I found that I like kimchi. I actually like kimchi. It's like a pickled, I guess they're like pickled vegetables or some something like that. Uh, but these are some ways that you can help your digestion um and uh you know get something in there that really helps helps with uh with with your with you getting probiotics, these are foods that contain the probiotics. Yeah, so I think that just awareness, right? Then when we talk about awareness, that's why we are here. We are here to give awareness, not just in this like elusive way. We're talking about let's get down to the nitty gritty in these different areas about mental health and how we can give tangible information to say, oh, I've not considered that. I didn't know that. This makes this uh a condition or a part of ourselves that is we can see as more tangible. We can do things to help these parts of this part of us, part, you know, particularly, and not um, in the ways that our mothers and particularly our grandmothers had to deal with the way that mental health was, um, was approached. It's just in ways that it's like this, you know, it was really stigmatized, it was really negative. So just like even learning about it made us step away from it. You know, it's just part of, our culture, what we have picked up in many of our cultures is that this is negative. And when we think about things being negative, we don't necessarily even want to put in a lot of energy and understanding what it is because we just want to stay away from it like it is the plague. But our emotions are a very real part of us. We will all experience moments of sadness, maybe not depression, but we all will you know, experience moments of sadness. We will have fear. Maybe all of us won't get to the degree of anxiety, but we will have fear. You know, so... Regardless, we're going to experience 
some element of these emotions. We may be further on the pole of it being, you know, to its the maximum degree of what we could experience in it. But um, we want to understand it and and understand that it's not just this thing happening. There's a cause to everything. So with more information, we can uh, have a better understanding and outcomes always are better when we have a woman we are more informed with our care we're more connected with our care our outcomes are always better it's not just about allowing our doctors to tell us a thing not allowing us to just tell a thing but to get information to get educated and then your our outcomes are better when we're informed so we appreciate you all being on with us today uh, we hope that this information has been valuable to you. Let us know any questions, any comments, share with us. Um, and we look forward to our next, our next engagement with you all. Crystal, Queens Unburdened, thank you all for listening. Remember, you are the MVP of your own healthcare team. And we will see you next time. Yes. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.